Hello and welcome to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me, we got Jameson, we got Ty, and this production is brought to you by DraftKings and the Pod or Pigskin Podcast Network. Uh, we are excited to break down this game. Uh, always one of our biggest podcasts of the year, uh, and it's all all about OU Texas. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the fair, some food items to look forward to. Um, and uh, Jameson, this is your first time back at OU Texas, full bore uh, since 2018. How excited are you to get back to what OU Texas really is? I am extremely excited. We'll talk more about the fair, but I think even though we're still in the heat of COVID, and let's just not talk about that, but it's just going to be so much you know, more fun seeing the stadium divided down the half, full capacity, and absolutely crowded amongst the fair. Being there last year, you know, we linked up last year. It was cool, um, but when you're talking about it, it was convenient. You know, it was nice. It was pleasant. But I don't want convenient, nice, and pleasant. I want uh, havoc. I want – I get lost all the time. I get angry, drunk Texas fan. That's what I'm excited about. I mean, I love it. Ty, you were a big fan of uh, chill, easy OU Texas last year. Uh, are you excited? Uh, yeah. The So my, my take was not so much the game. You know, the game was, was disappointing, although it was very convenient to walk down to the concession stand, spend like two minutes in line, get food, and then come back up and sit and, and leisurely, you know – eat and drink uh during the game but the fair was super convenient um but yeah i would i'm excited for the game to get back to full capacity the fair it was not even a fair like yeah it was a fake little fair and like and we were sitting there and we were right in big tech's area and i'm like big tech needs to be yelling at me more to wash my hands and oh man is big tech's gonna be yelling at us to wash our hands Um, oh yes (laughs) i mean he's not wearing a mask anymore but he'll he'll definitely be He'll, he'll definitely be riding the, the, the hands thing uh, very if hard. If Tex was wearing a mask, I think everyone would lose their shit. Oh, God. Yeah. No, it was insane. actually a big, uh, it was actually a big, like, political debate when they announced that Big Tex would not be wearing a mask this year. It, I guess. it was. But, I mean, yeah. he, look, he's he's tall. He's social distancing already. I, I mean, that, but also he's, like, big and spreading more germs out to everyone, like a giant, like, uh, Mr. Fan. So... I don't know. I see both sides. I see both sides. Um, but as our guy Michael Whitman says, Big Tech's got Pfizer, so we're, we're set. All right, let's talk about the actual ball game. Um, and this, this Texas game kind of comes at a crossroads. OU doesn't really know who the hell they are. They haven't had a complete game yet at all this uh, season. And uh, really, Texas is a bit of an anomaly, too. They've They've had an atrocious game against uh, Arkansas. Uh, we all saw that. Uh, but since then, they've changed quarterbacks with uh, Casey Thompson. Uh, they've been putting up big numbers on offense other than TCU last weekend. And uh, they seem to be better. So on, on one end, you have a team who hasn't put, t- put together a complete game but hasn't gotten embarrassed yet. And, and the other end, you have a, a bit of a weird Jekyll and Hyde Texas team. Um and that makes for probably one of the most confusing OU Texases we've seen in a while. I truly have no idea what to expect. Uh, so, Jameson, are you in the same boat as I am where this feels like a complete, you know, unknown? Yeah, and it's a, okay, so it's a three and a half point line. We'll pick that on our pick em pod that you will have released. Essentially, your guys are going to have three schooner pods to listen to on your way down, about an hour each, perfect for your drive. So um, I know this is the second one you're probably listening to if you're listening to the K State recap. You listen to K State recap, this one, then the pick em pod, then you're in Dallas. So if you're driving down there, but good thing. But yeah, three and a half. That, like, it kind of makes me feel uneasy. This Texas team has looked really good. After that Arkansas game, I understand that TCU game, they had a couple hiccups, but they have a lot of strengths that really um, concerns me as an OU fan. You know, will Casey Thompson show up in this? It's not really a revenge game, but it's like he has a lot of Oklahoma roots, obviously, and this game could put him on the market. There's going to be so much to talk about with him. With it being college game day as well, he's going to probably have his own story about his dad and his brothers as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, particularly his dad, um, both the good and the bad with, uh, that comes with him uh, will be featured for sure. Um, Ty, your expectations going into this weekend? I'm worried. This is the first OU Texas um, in a long time. 
honestly that I'm I'm concerned about, you know, and I, I don't want it to turn into a Gunner take. I feel like a lot of people would would agree with that. I, I'm personally, you know, we're going to dive into it more in picks, but I'm kind of surprised that OU's favored at, at this point, really. Yeah, the three and a half, like you said, it, it is. It feels a little dirty. It feels like a pick'em for me, honestly. Um, Texas has way more momentum than us. Um, us against the spread, we have not been doing well at all recently. And like, like, can this team stop Bijan Robinson? That's the biggest thing. We have not been able to finish our drives. I talked about it a lot in the K State recap. Um, and teams are doing so well at just taking the drive and elongating it to the most, the best of their abilities. And People that can do that or have dominant running backs who can catch and run the ball hard, and that's Bijan. Bijan's one of the best running backs in the nation, and if there's anyone who can get you four yards of play easy and can make a 15-play drive for a touchdown, it's him. Yeah, I mean, Bijan Robinson, you know, we haven't had a player like him uh, come across us yet, and, and no no disrespect to Letty Brown and Deuce Vaughn, but this guy is, is, is unique. He, he's big, he's fast, uh, and Texas will ride him all game if they need to. Last time, we, last time out, we saw them run him 35 times against TCU, and he was very effective. I believe he had 200-some-odd yards. Um, the, guy, the guy can flat-out flat out play, and uh, with, with this defense being as you know inconsistent as it is, uh, it'll be... It'll, it'll 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 be a fight for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm personally I'm I'm concerned about the uh, the time of possession. Really, we've been we've been terrible at that all year, um, and it, it's you know it's become enough of a pattern now that you know any competent team is going to notice. And, and Texas is the best team that we will have played all year uh, when we walk onto the field with them, and I, I think they're really going to be able to to abuse that and take advantage of that because. Uh, like we sort of texted about today, you know, we that was, uh, those stats. I don't recall off the top of my head with uh, with Rattler and the the twenty plus yard passes and his just abysmal. Uh, you know, he's he's attempted I believe twelve all year and he's completed three, uh, and he's thrown two more completions to the other team, and then the rest are just just misses with a lot of ones that that should have been intercepted. So if if Texas can really control that time of possession and force us into that mode where we're having to try to take big shots sometimes, uh, that really should be a recipe for success for them potentially. Yeah. I, I, I think the blueprint's clearly out there. Um, that is how you play with OU. And I, I, I kind of wonder if Texas needs to do that because I feel like they have enough, uh, offensive firepower where they can score with OU. Um, if it does become a shootout, um, which I don't know if it will be or not, um, but you know, Bijan Robinson is, is key to that and containing him, making sure he doesn't break off those massive runs, um, making sure he doesn't, um, you know, you, you can kind of you can contain the short game on him uh, is huge because that's what Texas likes to do. They they establish the run in the middle and then start breaking it out to the outsides a little bit more, um, and they've just kind of out physical teams. Uh, the one time they've had an issue with this is against Arkansas, who is, as we know, a much bigger, much more physical team, given the SEC and mainly, honestly, Sam Pittman, who, uh, to borrow a phrase from uh, the excellent shutdown full cast, they're just into whomping people. They just, they just, they're just, that, that's their strategy. We got a big quarterback. We got a big running back. We got, you know, big linemen. We're just here to whomp you, which, you know, there need to be more uh, O-line head coaches because I love that. Um, I, I just, I, I love that, uh, that strategy for sure. And, you know, Texas won't be able to really do that against the caliber of guys OU has, but um, you know, OU has to show up for it. You know, we, we, we saw the D line kind of get, I wouldn't, wouldn't say manhandled uh, against, you know, K state's offensive line, but we've seen them struggle a lot more than we thought. So uh, Jameson, how much is that D is OU's D line, uh, how much of a, a factor are they going to be in this game uh, in terms of slowing down Robinson, stopping Texas, and maybe you know creating a little havoc back there? Yeah, Texas' offensive line is not like exceptional. You know, the way that they run the ball and get yardage is not to the fact that they have this stellar offensive line. You know, their center and Jake Majors is good. They just lost their starting left guard for the season last week as well. Um, but 
overall, they don't have that much experience and they've lost a, lot, a couple of guys. And, you know, it's just been the talent of having a mobile quarterback inserted into their new offense whenever um, they benched the freshman uh, from uh, Austin and they moved into Casey Thompson, and he's just completely opened up that offense. And as we know as OU fans, whenever we see a mobile quarterback, we're scarred, we're, we're nervous. Um, this is a guy that can just gash us. And the same thing is third and five, mobile quarterback, you know, that is just a recipe for destruction against an OU defense. But um, I, it's, it's going to be a huge, huge game for our linebackers. I don't know. I think our defensive line is fine. Um, I don't think that they're just going to do their job. Um, but how is David Uguaybu going to play? How is Deshaun White going to play? How is Brian Osimo going to play? Are they going to contain the middle? Are they going to have a good spy? Are they going to be able to run sideline to sideline? And are they going to be able to cover the halfback pass? I mean, yeah. The pass to huge. the halfback. Not not Bijan passing the ball, but you never know. Never know. Run me back next week. Well, yeah, that that as well. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to do that. But, yeah, it's um, – I, I am – I feel like I'm most concerned about the D-line because I feel like they're the ones that we need to perform. And and I'm basing that off the assumption that the secondary is just going to continue to be uh, abysmal as, as they have been, especially with, uh, you know, possibly the best player on OU's team, uh, DTY being injured. So, yeah. And I I think the D-line, the biggest thing for me is they have to, like get in there, cause some havoc with Casey Thompson. As we know, very specifically from last year in a way, um, quarterbacks entering this game for their first time ever, um, it, it's a tough scenario. It's a very tough situation. Uh, we, we've seen Rattler struggle. We've seen Mayfield struggle. Um, it, it takes a while. So Thompson, who already is kind of uh, turnover prone, you know, really getting to him early, you know, physically, you know, hitting him, you know, making, forcing him into, you know, positions where he makes mistakes, chucks the ball up, and then, and then actually, you know, taking advantage of it. You know, I'm, no key Lawrence drops like last week. No easy, you know, like, uh, just fielded interception drops like we had uh, against K-State. You have to take advantage of these moments. Uh, this game is won and lost by the teams that make mistakes and the teams that actually, like, take risks that actually work. Um, it's mm-hmm. one in the margins. And, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. Sorry, Bobby. Uh, no, I just you're had fine. to think of this because in the past years, we've always done this. And I don't want to forget about this of like, who is your surprise impact player? You know, Ty said Drake Stoops last year and was a great pick. Um, I mean, honestly, just, just pick Drake Stoops, sit it and forget about it. Um, but I, I, thinking about this, a guy that can go and make an aggressive play and a turnover because of a good pass rush. Um, we got to think about Billy Bowman. Honestly, and I'm going to put him as my impact player. I'm not surprised, but like the guy who like makes a big play in this game that changes the tides. Um, former Texas commit. It's a big deal there. A guy that, you know, coming from Denton, Texas, and him decommitting from Texas was a big deal for them. And now he's our starting nickelback. And the nickelback position, we've been saying this for years, even with Buki, it's like that is the position where you go and make plays in the secondary. You play up tight. You, you press your man. And you make plays for the ball. You want a guy who's fast and athletic and you can catch. And we still haven't seen that yet from Billy, even though he dropped one at the beginning of the season. I think this is a prime time. If we're looking for a guy to get an interception, that's not our boy Delaire and Turner Yell, Ty. I, I think it's Billy. Well, Delaire and Turner Yell is already the my game ball for this game. For sure. <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you Ty? What do you think? You think that Delaire and Turner Yell is gonna be your game ball already? He's still he's still injured, is he not? Oh, I think he'll play. So like, I mean, he was, he was pretty highly questionable to play um, last week, did not travel with the team. Almost think that could be just a precautionary to make sure he is good for this. I'm not saying like he purposely set out to, you know, to be good for Texas. Um, But if you're kind of 50, 50 on the edge, you know, you don't want to screw yourself over for the like larger part of the season. Um, Those lower body injuries. um, It's very easy to re-hurt it. So you don't want to rush yourself back. And with him being a big time leader on this defense and seeing that he is needed, I don't see how you can miss a game like Texas if you're questionable. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, that's that's no guarantee, you know, that that he'll be he'll be the game ball if he plays. Maybe uh, if not, still maybe because uh, he he might still be the best player on our team even when he doesn't play because his team's abysmal. Um, which brings me to my point about about turnovers, like you guys mentioned. 
we're not really doing anything when we get them. Yeah, they can be major sort of game-altering things, and and it would be very crucial for us in potential tight game like like we think this Texas one's going to be. But this year, our offense really hasn't been able to to do anything uh, with with turnovers when we get them, and and that's disappointing because I feel like it doubles the other team's momentum when they have that sort of, you know, oh, we got them, there's a turnover, and you have that slight, you know, twinge of of disappointment, and then we go three and out, and then they're like, oh, yeah, no, we definitely do have this. So that's that's probably a bigger concern for me than, than creating turnovers at all, because at this point I don't feel like even if we did create a turnover, it wouldn't necessarily be any different than if we hadn't, because we're not doing anything with it. Yeah, and you know that that just kind of comes to it. You have to capitalize off those mistakes, and you know, I, I, I think that, you know, that that that's crucial. Uh, this this offense has to, you know, do what it did against Kansas State, play within itself, not try to go for the like the knockout punch every time, which it's it it can be so tempting to, especially in that environment. That there's no better feeling than having one, your side of the field blow up in excitement and the other side just dead. Um, so I, I, I can get like the urge to like try to go for the long ball, but it's got to be measured. Uh, it, it's got to be patient. It's got to be you know, calm. That's how you win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot to think about it, and I, I think we kind of hit a lot of the things that we're looking for from our defense. I think we'd be remiss to not talk about um, what to expect from Texas's defense, um, because in all honesty, that's how we're going to win this game if we're going to score a lot of points versus defense. We sh- we saw that they're. Um, they have their weaknesses. You know, they gave up a good amount of points to Texas Tech, and I know that was a lot of slot points, and they gave a decent amount of points up to TCU last week. Um, and the one guy to really watch for on their on their defense is DeMarvion Overshone. Um, you know, he's in their inside linebacker. He's going to be their playmaker. Um, and, you know, Brocker Myers right next to him, too, is a longstanding guy, and both of his little brothers who went off to Alabama um, last year. Uh, you know, the, the middle linebackers are their strength. Um, while on the other hand of OU's defense, that's almost one of our weaknesses. Um, so, but their defensive line has its holes. If we can establish the run versus this defensive line, that's young and still waiting to get experience. Um, like I said, if Kennedy Brooks can have a game like last week, I feel pretty good about our offense and capitalizing this week. Yeah. If you, if you want a, a potential major impact player, Kennedy Brooks right there, I think can, uh, really, break off uh some big runs uh you you saw texas struggle with zach evans they also struggled um with screen passes some of the stuff in the margins that was something that ou really excelled with uh against kansas state so you know they'll probably look for that a little bit more try to cover that up but um if they can exploit that that'll be huge yeah i'm I'm not i I don't know anything about texas defense yeah well let me let me hop in a little bit because like (laughs) Um, you know, so their defensive line really has, to me in the games that I've, I've watched their games pretty closely because I've been pretty interested in this Texas team. I mean, I picked them as in my wild card picks as well as I, you know, I've kind of ridden them pretty close in most of our pickums and our against the spreads this year. Um, they have, you know, there a lot of returning cornerbacks and safeties that we've seen in the past, you know, obviously BJ Foster, the safety that was talking trash to Jalen Hurst, but then just got trucked. He's there, but you know, like, you know, he's not trash. He's still pretty decent, you know. My boy Deshaun Jameson out there too, and Josh Thompson, both very good cornerbacks that um, play the ball really well, and that will do well on our wide receivers. Um, but like I said, uh, you know these um, defensive backs, like there's no shutdown down there. They're competent, but if we can play the the run defense and you know get the get the safeties thinking and creeping down a little bit, then our passing game should be opened up. But we're we are not winning this game with one of those games where, you know, first Nebraska where like Kennedy Brooks has thirty something yards and Eric Gray has twenty something yards. We will not win this game at all. We need um one hundred and fifty ish rushing yards, honestly, I think, if we want to win this game. Texas's offense is too good to get in the slog. You, you, we, the offense has to be working on all levels. They have to be respecting us on all levels in order to really win this game for sure. Uh, and I will we'll give a shout out to B.J. Foster. Uh, 
can't forget his one of his greatest hits where he was guarding uh, Grant Calcaterra and got one arm grabbed. Or just the, the one arm TD, uh, but but that's the thing, Foster. Yeah, I, he he keeps screwing up, keeps having these mistakes. But at, at his core, he's a good he's a good cornerback. So we'll see how it works. But um, I, I don't know. It's it, Texas's defense is uh, it, it's tricky because we haven't seen really a ton out of them other than like Rice, I guess. Um, I don't know. They, they don't impress me a ton. They've gotten a couple good takeaways, but I feel like that's due to a lot of the ineptitudes of TCU, Texas Tech, um, and, you know, the other garbage squads they play as well. And, um, you know, that that Louisiana game is looking worse and worse by the weeks. So Yeah. Hey, Bobby, so who is your big breakout player? Um, if we're going to lock in tied to Leonard Carignol, who is your breakout <laughs> player of, um, you know, comeback player for you too, Ty, coming off an injury? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's, who is your Drake Stoops of 2021? Mine is still uh, Drake Stoops. I, I have called, I called Drake Stoops. Drake okay, Stoops. he called, he Drake beat Stoops. you to it, Bobby. He had, he had to get you in. I, I've summoned Pot of Bobby Green. Summoned the you never saw this coming. I summoned Pot of Green. Green. <laughs> oh, man. oh, I did not expect that. Yeah, no, you never saw it. You never saw that coming. I did um, not. <laughs> um, yeah, you okay, were so, on that. So you were quick on the trigger. Oh yeah, no. So Ty summoned Pot of Greed. Picked two impact players, of course. Uh, the only one who's summoned Pot of Greed so far. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I like Brooks a lot here. Um, I I don't know. I I feel like the running game is 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 a is something where Texas is vulnerable and I don't know I, I I know that might be a little 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 cheesy little easy to go for a little low-hanging fruit but I think yeah, okay so yeah. so okay um I feel like you can only pick him do you think he rushes for over 150 yards or he gets more than two touchdowns yeah yeah I okay. I, I think he's going to have a he's going to have one of those plays like a plus 40 yard run like something mm-hmm. like that that breaks the game open uh, that really shifts the momentum. I, I think he's. I, I. I really think Texas's run defense is is so suspect that I. Mm-hmm. I feel like that will be where one of these big plays comes from. Yeah, so. and whenever TCU did run the ball, Zach Evans it looked good. It looked good last week, and I understand Boaten Blake was getting mad about the Zach Evans not getting enough carries and getting enough touches. I'm um, like the whole TCU fan base because he's their best player and he should be getting the ball more. Um, Texas has its holes, and we need to exploit them. Um, our offense is going to win this game. I know it's weird to say this out loud, but I miss the old OUs where I can feel like we can score at will. Honestly, I want that kind of game where, you know, I understand our defense is a lot better, but these long drives where we only get, you know, seven possessions the whole game, that stresses me out because it almost guarantees a close game every single time. If we can have a game where we can just score at will every single position – possession obviously we'd win um but that would feel a whole lot better and i think that is something to where um if we have the run game going we can score on a lot of possessions yeah and i i mean it's about getting them off the damn field and if you can't get them off third or fourth down uh turnovers um i think turnovers you know if you can force casey thompson to make mistakes that will be the key to the game right there yes for sure um Ty, you got anything yeah, else of what you're I, thinking I, I about think, this game? I, yeah, I just I really hope it doesn't come down to to a a quarterback battle. Um it, because I, I don't know that we would necessarily uh have that. But like Jameson said, it, it's super weird to say as an OU fan, oh, I wish we could, you know, score at will, because traditionally that has been the case. Um but I do feel like that has also been the case this year when we get our play calling right. And, and that's something that we've sort of adjusted to uh, a little bit. And in, in this most recent game, uh, we saw a lot of plays that were much more, you know, playing to, to Spencer's strengths and, and not trying to employ him as a, a Heisman quarterback. And so hopefully uh, when we start to chain things together, we can, you know, have, you know, the potential to really, to really shoot it out with, with Texas. Mm-hmm, I, sure. I should have chosen violence and picked Caleb Williams as my impact player. Because, <laughs> I mean, he has to get a goal line touchdown because we are giving him the goal line Blake Bell packages. And um, we've seen that in multiple games this season. It, if It's not just if he does it, goes out there once 
you know, okay, maybe that was just kind of something to catch him off guard. But if you go out there in multiple games, I feel like we're going to see that a lot if we're on the one or two yard line. And, you know, I understand missing that snap versus K-State was tough. That was tough. Um, but that was a rookie mistake. And it's not like um, it's you can bench him for that and not do yeah. the play ever again. And I, I feel like a lot of that was on the long slap snapper. If you if you looked at several of those snaps, uh, Rattler had issues with it. I, I don't think that was a, a, a Williams issue. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just sus snapping. And, and I will say my favorite Caleb Williams play uh, from Kansas State was when they just randomly threw him in to throw a slant. And, <laughs> yes. and they pulled him. I'm, I'm convinced that uh, the snap, the mess up snap was on purpose. And everyone but Caleb Williams <laughs> was, was in on it. And that uh, Lincoln Riley called that on purpose to uh, See, get people to be quiet. This is what we missed during our this is what we missed during our K State pod. And I, um, if you guys are listening to back to back, so we did not get the Gooner takes from Ty. We needed this Gooner energy. Uh, we are that's not a Gooner take. That's a fact. <laughs> that's no, it's it's not Gooner <laughs> energy. Me. It's like it's conspiracy theories in the best ways because we're a bunch of sheeple. And you know we, we we don't we don't understand the deeper layers that the deep states try to figure gotta, out here. You guys got to dig into Lincoln Riley's financial records. He took a lot of uh, future bets on quarterbacks other than Rattler to win the Heisman, and uh, no one's paying attention to that. And and that's the only reason he still got him in. He, he was it's a big Matt knows, Corral guy. He was a big yeah, Matt knows, Corral guy. He knows Rattler's trash, and he knows he's he can cash in on it. Is, is what's going on. Because certainly a competent coach would not continue to keep this dude playing. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, talking about competent right. coach, one thing before we move on, I, I just want to get y'all's opinion of this, and we'll move on and talk about the fair, talk about the food, talk about how you should get there, when you should get there, everything. Um, how do we think Steve Sarkeesian is going to handle this environment? This is his first time, you know, coming into this OU Texas game. It's a huge game. I understand he's had a lot of experience in other jobs, um, but um, this is a really big deal. Like, do you think he's up for the task? I mean, I do. Um, you know, if you look at his previous head coaching experiences, um, you know, at Washington and uh, USC, your biggest games are what the Apple cup and mm-hmm. uh, you know, UCLA, USC, they don't even really have a name for that. Crosstown rivalry. So, like, you know, maybe not, but um, I don't know. He kind of coached in some, uh, you know, um, Saints-Falcons games. So, you know, maybe that'll get to him too much. It'll either play out one or two different ways. He either gets... He's going to get too aggressive, and it's either going to work or be a Or he's going to get hammered. Yeah, he's either going... all, all I know is he's excited for this game. Uh, he, his statements and you know the press conferences and stuff. This is something he's been looking forward to. So either he goes way, way, way too aggressive and just botches it, or it works and he looks like a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think uh, I think he could have sort of a not an advantage, but a you know prior knowledge coming in and that he's played in the Rose Bowl before, so he's used to playing and just old stadiums that are just terrible facilities uh, that are just hanging on because (laughs) they can now host NASCAR allegedly or, uh, you know, because they have a legacy. So I'm sure he's used to to just really ratty old stadiums, but yeah, it is a, it's obviously a completely different environment uh, to, to play in. It's, it's great prep for bowl games for both teams, obviously. So we'll see. I, I don't necessarily think that it's, that big of a game, maybe his his first year. I'm sure it definitely becomes a massive game on the coaching side for either team, and, and, and tons and tons and tons of pressure. And and I'm sure he is feeling that, you know, that pressure, especially probably more so that OU is underperforming expectations this year. I'm sure there's a ton of pressure coming from, uh, you know, the Texas side, whether he is aware of it or not that the expectation is for him to just dominate this game every time he plays it, you know, and, and that was, that was one of the things that has done in coaches from both sides in the past was just poor performance in this game specifically. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that can be a factor. So the biggest disadvantage he has is the fact that he's not about to lose his job. Yeah. Because, Mm -hmm. because this is, because this is a game where you constantly have guys like Charlie strong or, um, you know, kind of Herman, 
uh, you know, who, who pull out these crazy wins against OU. And, you know, you get the great pictures of them with a golden hat. And everyone's like, oh, they, they're, they're okay. And then they eventually get fired. But uh, for that one day in Saturday, it looks that, – that one Saturday in October, they look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year was definitely kind of a hot seat for them game. I remember thinking about that. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's really interesting just seeing a first-time coach and just seeing how he'll handle the pressure there. Um, but other than that, um, I say we, we talked about the game. Um, if you guys want to listen more about our takes and what we actually think is going to happen in Big Keys, listen to the Pick'em Pod. That should be out right, ap- um, you know, right after this here pretty soon. Listen to it on your drive down. Um, get you kind of ready for the whole slate of college football. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a Week 5 offer that every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Now look, the last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I would say this one's uh, pretty much a no-brainer. And look, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, like Oklahoma, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed because everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. They're giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on an NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. But let's talk about the fair because people go into the game, a lot of people listening are going to the game, and there's a correct way to do things. And there's a lot of pointers that you need to hear that we almost we talk about every single year. And my thing is you just got to get there early. Um, Bobby, what time do you get there? Oh, man. Well, like ideally, I like to get there at like 7.30, 8 Uh, Mm a.m. Depends on the – like depend on what happened the night before, the feasibility. I don't know. Like I I try to bounce back as quick as I can and go. Um, Because that's the thing is you got to get there early. Even if it is – even if it was a 2.30 game – uh, you got to get there early because um, you, you you can't get the full experience at the fair of everything because you know too many people try to make it right for like get right there at kickoff and they miss you know the corny dog line and they miss all this other stuff they just go right to it well you you, you got to get your wax cup beer you got to get your Fletcher's corny dog you you got to soak it up you got to get a little walk around the stadium really soak the entire uh, experience up and. Um, Time-wise, you just you, you gotta get early, get there early because, yeah, if you're hungover, you know what the best cure for that is a wax cup beer and a corny dog, and then you're mm-hmm. fine. So just 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 kind of push through, skip the continental breakfast, just just get there, just get there as soon as you can, and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, see, I disagree with the get there as soon as you can uh, mentality. It just doesn't make sense to me because like you guys said, there are pregame things that you've got to do. And that's get a Fletcher's corny dog, uh, which to the best of my knowledge in, in sort of memories and calculations truly takes, let's say 45 minutes, uh, maybe 30 if you're lucky prior to the game. So you got 45 minutes for that. You got to devote another 10 or so minutes, realistically speaking, which seems a lot longer when you're standing in line uh, to get your beers and then you've got to devote at least 30 minutes to just sort of general movement and then entry into the game itself. So you don't necessarily have to get there that much earlier. Obviously, we're talking about an entry uh, that is prior to kickoff by at least 30 minutes, if not an hour, uh, as sort of the, the standard procedure is. So I'm not super big on the get there super early um, side of the house, even when it's a full fair year. I like to... I like to do my pre-fair ritual on the dart, which is notoriously under-patrolled and just a great atmosphere uh, when you're riding it down there. And what that means is 
you just got to stuff your pockets and everyone else that you're with's pockets in your hat, everything else you can do <laughs> with beer. And then you got your dart ride that is whatever amount of time. Um, and you just party on the darty. And then when you get- I'm just laughing. He said, he said, put it in your hat because are you wearing your, your cowboy hat? You have to, right? Yeah. So, well, even here's the thing though, is even if you're not, we got a, uh, for reference here, we got a, an empty ranch water and then also an empty Modelo. Um, we got a couple different hats here potentially. So obviously the cowboy hat, you know, Modelo, it's actually sized to go in there. And then uh, as can a, a normal beer, obviously. And then something like a, like a white claw or something can also fit in there. Yeah. Pretty handy. But even if you're running with like a, a bucket hat, uh, which is also sort of my standard fare uh, move, or I don't have like a I don't have any other kind of empties right. in my room. Probably right won't now, work with it. <laughs> yeah, so actually, I prior planned this segment actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, party on the darty. And then you get off right there. Um, you know, stop the throw up if you've got to get accosted by Texas fans and homeless people. Um, <laughs> Or other OU fans, which is generally the, the homeless population. Oh. Um, and yeah, so 45 minutes for your corny dog. Get that. You're eating it in line and, and on your way to, to get more beer, and then you're in the game. So I'm not super big on you know getting getting there as, as soon as you can. I guess I didn't calculate sort of entry into the fair time, but if you've pocketed your own drinks, uh, that's generally not an, an issue. And then yeah. I like to do yeah. you know post post game. Everyone's going to want to eat. Everyone's going to want to do stuff anyways. And it's better to sort of wait on your transportation out no matter what you're doing. And that's the time where you really thrive in the fair, I think. So that's, that's my take on, on the fair. And and this year, nobody pointed out, you guys are free to jump in, but I was looking at the, the 2021 fair food award winners. And normally there's something that, that uh, really jumps out at me. There's just nothing this year. It's, it's really, kind of disappointing we got some seafood gumbo deep fried balls that i just know were are going to be just bone dry and and uh, way smaller than they look in the picture and probably not quality um there's yeah there's just nothing i guess if i had to pick if you guys pull up the state fair of texas website you know in, in the car or whatever you can can look maybe the crispy crazy corn pops out to me the most uh it's some just some street corn with uh, pulled pork and a pineapple slaw and, and some other stuff. But even that is not really jumping out on me. Obviously, the, the Fletcher's corny dog is, of is course. the for the fair. But post-game, generally, you're not having the Fletcher's because that's your breakfast. Yeah, and I mean, we'll, we'll dive, do a deep dive into the uh, food for sure. But um, in terms of, in terms uh, of the getting there... Currently. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll do... We can, we'll, we can definitely dive Segway. into the food right no, now. Let me, let me, let me hit this real quick, because I, I need to say this, because this is extremely key, because Ty talks about the Fletcher's line. Everyone has to get a Fletcher for, you know, Fletcher Corny Dog for breakfast and a beer. But be strategic. I hope that you're not showing up to the fair alone. Hopefully you have somebody with you. If you're showing up alone, I applaud you. That's great. Stack cups. Have a great time. But if you're showing up with somebody else, divide up um if you get there early say like at 8 or 8 30 it's still not going to be that crowded but the coupon line because most people probably don't already have coupons you need one person to go to the coupon line the next person go to the fletcher's line Buy the coupons online um yeah but but you have to get a mail to you and if you're not if if you you haven't done that so you can like just pick it up there. Yep, they're, they're, they have coupon pickup lines now. You, you, you buy them online or ahead of time. Still show up with your show up with your ID and then scoop them up. We well, still yeah, you still have to sit in a line. Oh, so maybe but the, the line is like two people. It is yeah, so no, easy. that's how I've done it actually. It is super mm-hmm. fast. Okay, this I, is I, a that, podcast that for learning. Option. But yeah, you got you got. I think that you just have to break up and just make sure someone gives straight to the corny dog line, and then that other person gets the coupons. Because even if you're getting at that time and you didn't you know, buy them immediately beforehand. Just don't go to the first coupon line that you see. Always wait and go to the second or third. That first one is always ridiculous. So skip that one. And then once the person gets the coupons, the other person in the corny dog line, so that person goes and gets beers, brings the beers back to the corny dog line. You can wa- and you can get your first wax cup done before you get your corn dog. Get a second beer with your corn dog. 
absolutely that's like that's the strategy because if you have a you go to a shorter line like go to like some like i don't know the weird twisty potato line that also sells beer Mm -hmm. yes then you get those beers those are your line beers and then you know you 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 just wait in line for their corny dog but um you know that that's that's the key is if you get there early enough the lines are super manageable for the corny dog you can you, you just spring springboard your day and then you post up at my my personal favorite spot, the Beer Barn, which is located right in Cotton Bowl Plaza. Sneaky little spot. Looks like there's a bunch of crowds. But you move past them, get in that line. Uh, six coupon uh, beer. Uh, I believe that might uh, stay put. I know they changed the price of coupons. But uh, you just post up there. All, you know, in my I, I usually just post there until game time. Uh, I've seen the fair enough. Um, but they also have one of the items that I think is just incredible, the frozen ranch water, uh, which is uh, more than six coupons, of course, but just a delightful treat in the morning. Um, great for post game. I, uh, I, I enjoyed that overtime game with, uh, two of them, uh, just kind of posted up outside, uh, Cottonwood Plaza last year. So beer barn, definitely a move, uh, to the uninitiated, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to be dehydrated no matter what when you wake up in the morning. I don't care what you did the night before. Um, you definitely haven't had enough water in your system. And that frozen ranch water sounds pretty nice. Uh, the biggest thing I'm very curious um, this year is um, will there be a coupon difference for location and beers? Because like Bobby said, um, the coupons used to be 50 cents um, per. So there's six coupon beers at the beer barn, $3 beers. Hell of a good deal. But the majority of other places had 10 coupon beers, so $5 beers. And these are those, you know, wax cups. That, what are those? You think, how uh, what, How many ounces? 12 ounces in a wax cup, you think? Something like that, 12. Th- yeah. Maybe 16 if you're optimistic. That's not 16. I'm not They're not filled. <laughs> Even if they are six, they're not filled to 16. For sure. For no. sure. So, yeah. So, you you got to be strategic. Take a lap around before you find your place. You know, Bobby has his place, but take a lap around. See the beer prices. See if anyone has, you know, cheaper beer than the place that you started at. And once you find that and you've done your first lap around, then you can say, like, oh, this is a place where I can hang out. Text your friends. See if you guys want to hang out there. And then there you go. And then you have your place until 1050 where you or 1030 whenever you stumble in. But you got to have your strategy for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I kind of like Ty's dart strategy. So de- definitely do that if you're coming farther out from like downtown Dallas. I, I think we're in unison. Darts to move. Do not yes. drive. It's a disaster. Dart it up. It, it, there w- it will be a hassle. Uh, I, I definitely recommend waiting a little bit. Let that initial crowd push by. Um, and after the game, you know, don't go for the flashy food item. Don't go for like the you know big text choice award that you want go for something simple like i you know like those same weird potato twisty things you know just you're, you're looking for nourishment after the game you're looking yeah. you're looking to power your way through through the night that is your move right there yeah i will say a couple of years ago uh bobby and i spent over an hour in line for fried cornbread which like Thinking back already, <laughs> it was already you. It was, it was so deep dry. fried. It was deep fried as hell. Deep, deep fried cream corn is what it was. Yeah, so. it was essentially <laughs> cornbread because it was breaded. So yeah, you we're waiting, super dehydrated. By the time we get up there, there's just no liquids available whatsoever. Um, at, at this stand, uh, literally over an hour. Uh, a lot of people think they'll stand in line for an hour, and it's like ten minutes. We spent over an hour in line. And then it was the, just the driest thing possible. Oh, it God, almost killed us. Um, and I just had to leave after that. Yeah, don't get the food on the, uh, on the fair choice list. I'm pretty convinced that you can just buy your way onto that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, eat for, eat for fuel after after the fair and we are just primitive beings after the fair after um they let you know having because like they they have beer in the stadium now you know it used to be a couple years ago they didn't have alcohol in the stadium so you had to pound it hard before you got in um and they had maybe they had one year where they just had the beer garden inside but you couldn't take the beers out of the beer garden um you know things have changed now um, so it's, it's, it's revolutionized, you know, how much you have to be aggressive beforehand. But once you get out, that is a huge debate. 
and I've had this problem with me in the past. Say we do lose, and we are very tough during losses. Like, I get pissed. I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to have fun. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to rage quit and go home. But great medication for that is just hanging around the fair and just let the Texas fans beat you down into submission, and then you finally come to terms with things, and then just have a good time. I wish I had done that because last time I went to a real fair three years ago, I rage quit and left right after absolute disaster first of all finding a ride um i said i ain't gonna even wait in the in the line to get back um on the train horrible another horrible thing so i like walked forever away from the state fair try to get an uber paid way too much and it was just an overall bad decision no matter what happens just take the beat down from the other fans if we lose um embrace the competition it's gonna suck but after a while you're gonna realize I took, I've been looking forward to this trip for so long. This is fun. I'm at a state fair. Actually enjoy the experience and try to make something out of it. Just mentally disassociate. That's a nice trick. I have two questions. I have two questions. One, I'll, I'll start with the, the easy, the slow pitch question here. What is, and I want to hear an answer from, from both of you guys, just quick answer. What is the, the likelihood of success uh, now that we we're into 2021 in in Texas, uh, filled with Texas and Oklahoma fans of the strategy of getting into a line and then just incessantly, terribly coughing the entire time you're in line. Or do you think you're going to clear out the line any by no. doing in, no. in Texas? No, in Texas, in Texas, Texas absolutely okay. not. No, right, they, they won't care. They don't okay. even think it's real. Uh, okay, that's so that's two. what I was thinking as well. But you know, we got to provide that to you, to the listeners. Second question: This is the 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 fast pitch. This is the I don't know anything about baseball. I think a changeup is is one of the ways that they throw the ball. It's a slow, um, it's a slow pitch. That's a slow pitch. Okay, a well, changeup is they've been throwing fast the whole game, and then they throw something. Okay, so we the last question: The ball was on the tee, and we're moving into coach pitch now. Okay, okay so. This is bad. Um, what is the likelihood that we get from the OU half of the stadium a "We Want Caleb" chant during oh. the game? Oh, I, obviously. I, so, so obviously, there's some more to this, right? Because it it starts to play into how is OU doing, but I don't think that it's unlikely, especially when you got to consider that the the students are now spread out, right? The students are in little groups distributed all about to sort of raise mayhem around the stadium. I don't think it's implausible. If it gets really mm-hmm. bad, which it could, then yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it'd be another situation like we had last game uh, or the two games ago whenever that happened, but if we're down by 21, absolutely. And that's at the point where you I still don't condone those chants, but you start to think about okay, this kind of makes sense. We're down, I don't know if we're going to come back. Let's just try something different. Um, yeah, we yeah. Just- yeah, I, I don't we, we actually just had a live. I don't know if you saw it, Jameson, from from our friend Michael. It said that there's a likelihood of of the Texas side chanting it. Oh yeah. Uh, to which to which I would respond. There's a likelihood that we reach a point in the game where the entire stadium is chanting it. Which, <laughs> if OU was getting blown out, would make it totally worth it for me. Like I, I would, I would walk away happy, uh, and remember for the rest of my life the time that our supposed all-time great quarterback got chanted out of the stadium by both sides as OU got blown out. Well, we, we can't agree there will be an SEC chant. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if it will be ironic oh, or not ironic. Weird. That'll be weird. Very weird for sure. Um, but, uh, I can see it pregame, uh, and I could see it unfortunately not making it on TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Hopefully it'll make Twitter or something. But that's going to bring us together. I don't want to bring OU and Texas together. I want just like, you know, absolute, just like we're getting angry at each other. And, you know, obviously not physical. I don't want that. But I want there to be some absolute tension. Like whenever you lock eyes walking back um, past someone in burnt orange at the fair, like this hatred, underlying hatred, like I swear to God, don't. It's got to be the equal hatred. I don't like this come together stuff. It made me a little, it made me feel a little uncomfortable this off season. So. I, I would love it if we just went in on each other. Um, I'd like to touch a couple uh, on a couple just don't do's. Just don't do this at the fair. Uh, college game day there is there. Do not go to college no. game day, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a waste of your time. Uh, you can, well, one, watch this every Saturday. And two, it's just there, there's so much stuff out there to do. 
don't don't spend it watching College Game Day. That's just a waste of your time at the, at the at the fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if you if you walk do your like lap around, you can see like oh there's Game Day, oh there's Corso, like like that's all you need to do. Don't you don't need to make a sign. You don't need to sit there. That is a waste of your time. Um, it's already too crowded to begin with. Like I said, just go find your spot. Um, let's talk about food before we end this um, podcast. I think that that's a big thing. Like Ty said, um, you know, a lot of the times you look at these big time things um and you're like i want this or this looks good and it's probably not that good and it's probably too expensive or you never know where it is um but um bobby you got the winners pulled up yeah so these are uh some of the texas choice awards the deep fried uh seafood gumbo balls won best savory they won um most creative so if you're really wanting to ball out do that uh they're in the uh food court area of that uh, from what I've heard, the deep fr- uh, fried I-35 is good but hard to eat, so don't do that one. Um, what is in the deep fried I-35 for people listening? Okay, the deep fried I-35, uh, it's a fried kolache with uh, smoked brisket, uh, and then they combine uh, like this peach juice thing with Dr. Pepper to make a sweet and tangy barbecue glaze, which they drizzle over the kolache. It just kind of seems like a mess. You you can't be messy though at the at the state fair. You need this all needs to be like handheld stuff. The great thing about yeah. deep frying everything is, for the most part, you have a hard outer shell that you can use your hands and not avoid the like the messiness of the outside. You don't want to have to find a place to sit down and eat that. So yeah, the deep fried seafood gumbo balls make a little bit more sense. Um, but I don't want something that's just like I have to put on a plate. Yeah, a- absolutely. So if you want a ball, go with the gumbo balls. Uh, other than that, you got these weird pork shot things, which is a uh, smoked sausage um, that's wrapped in bacon that forms a tiny little bowl. Uh, <clears throat> and then you have mac and cheese inside. So that sounds interesting, I guess. Um, and then they have a duck dumpling, which, I mean, sounds delightful, but I don't know if I really want to eat duck at a state fair. Yeah, honestly. Um, I'm looking at one thing that didn't make the awards, but I'm interested in just because I'm a sucker for uh, um, something sweet afterwards. And you see, you get, you get your like fried Twinkies, your fried, you know, you see all this stuff, the brisket and the Oreos. But listen to this. If anyone likes tangy, you know, tart desserts, Southern fried lemon icebox pie balls. <laughs> so a oh pie God. ball um, is infused with graham crackers, lemon zest, and brown sugar. And it has like, you know, a lemon infusion into like a fried like a chicken fry out flash fry on the outside into like a pie crust. Oh, wow. That's something. I, I'm interested into that. That I might have to go look for my limited icebox balls. And also we've been, we were making jokes. There's something called the gobble balls. Ty, would you like something called a gobble ball? Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that I, I, I sort of left the thought unfinished, but my post game food idea or thoughts is just, shortest line is is really the move i i don't like i like we talked about don't fall for the sort of oh you have to get this amazing once in a lifetime never going to happen again fair food uh because if it were that amazing like the fletcher's corny dogs um and everything else it would be also available outside of the fair and i'm not advocating to eat fletcher's corny dogs outside of the fair uh but they live up to the hype. Therefore, capitalism has ensured that they are available to make money uh, from consumers at all times. There's a reason that this stuff is only available once a year uh, through just weird marketing. Which is true. And, and I will say, of the of the sweet items, uh, we actually have a recommendation from our good friend Boaten Blake that the armadillo is actually really good. Uh, now, the armadillo is a uh, ice cream cookie sandwich with uh, cookie butter uh, ice cream in the middle, uh, which is apparently really good. So if you're looking for like a, like a sweet item, that looks like a good one. It's portable. Uh, probably have to eat it fast because it's hot. But um, we, have, we have verbal confirmation that that one's good from uh, Boat and Blake. Mm-hmm. So I would give that a shot if you're into a, yeah. a, a sweet treat. Um, no, no word on if the corn dog beer is back. I, I, I would, I would uh, hope it would be. And I'll be on the look for it. Yeah, it was a good experience drinking it. Um, but having it in a can, I bought it at a grocery store beforehand, and I put a little rim of mustard around the can. Not as good an experience if I had it, you know, in on draft. You know, like it would have been a lot better. See, that's um, the texture. That doesn't sounds work. like a rock bottom, like 
It was. Uh, it was. Alcoholic, like, move. <laughs> just a tough moment. Uh, like, you're in, like, you're, like, I don't even know, like, pouring mustard on the can. Oh, my God. No, it was, it was, oh, it was not my finest hour. Um, well, Bobby and I had it on tap uh, at – Texas Live one time. We d- we did Baylor. after a, after a Big Twelve championship after the Baylor, Baylor yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. it, was, it was an interesting taste, you know. It, it, I was like, oh, it's just gonna be a little bit corn doggy. No, it was pretty corn doggy. Um, but it was, so, but it kind of worked. It kind of worked. into a can of beer. <laughs> it just it, it tasted like you know how like Miller Lite tastes like bread. It tasted like that but corn dog meal it was not it was not miller i'm not saying it was miller light i was saying it tasted like corn dog meal uh speaking of corn dogs the final food item i have to advocate for uh not on that list it's uh the fletcher's corny dog um you can make you can ask for them no hear me out hear me out out. (laughs) You, you can ask for them you can ask for them to make mine texan uh which means that you get it with a all beef slash brisket corn dog uh, and that just sounds incredible to me. So you can't um, have that. Don't have that. That doesn't will, even make sense. My, yeah, it doesn't a brisket corn dog. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. I, I mean, you can do it. But here's my thing. I feel very passionate about the correct way to do corn dogs, and I'm going to do a little short segment where I passionately tell everybody the right way to do something, and there's no other correct way about how to handle Fletcher corny dogs. Say I'm all for trying that, you know, um, and going, but don't make that your first corn dog of the morning. You have to have the original in the morning because this is a tradition. Yes, Fletcher's is very good. We enjoy it. But it's the nostalgia that comes with having an original Fletcher's corny dog, um, you know, with whatever you want to put on it. People want to put ketchup on it. Not, I mean, I, I think that's all right. But, you know, putting some just mustard across it and having a beer, um, it just, it's, there's nothing like that. If you go and first have a jalapeno cheddar dog or like a beef brisket dog um, in the morning first, yeah, it might be cool and different, but it just doesn't bring me the nostalgia. Go back to the line after the game, Ty. I understand you don't like the long lines, but maybe that might be something to try if it's worth your time if you're close to a beer stand. Jameson, the very obvious move is you double dog it. You have a normal dog, you have the brisket dog, and maybe like – uh, if you have someone you really trust and like, uh, in terms of like fiance, girlfriend, whatever, uh, split the dog, split that middle dog with them, and then go for then then just go for it. But you so you just eat it not on the stick. Well, no, you you like you you take one bite of it and then you pass it off and then you just uh, go you okay. just whittle it down. I, I don't know. Corn dogs aren't a very collaborative food item. No. No. Um, other than that, I think we really hit all of like the food items. Um, like I said, um, I don't know. I, I mean, does everyone have like a topic they're thinking about? Just like a little short. We were going to post these shorts on Twitter um, near are. the end of the week about just a topic about this game and the fair that we're passionate about. Mine's about the correct way to do corn dogs. Um, so check out for that um, for sure. Um, but other than that, that, Ty, do you have anything you want to you want to talk about? Um, on your I do. Are, are we doing them separate, or do you want my? Yeah, we, yeah. we're gonna do them separate, separate. I think. I do. Mine, mine will be on gold accented uniforms. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be old man yelling at Cloud on how it should never leave <laughs> the Cotton Bowl. So, because uh, I, I don't know, there are people out there who think it should leave. Uh, and I'm just going to take my time and, and yell at them a bit. So I will say, I will say to, to wrap it up with with live there, it would never be the same, but it wouldn't necessarily be bad. It, okay. I, I will say, I will say that presumably would be mostly people that actually go to the game because there's literally nothing else out there. Ooh, I, 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 I will save that for my rant. Or sure. disagree. Oh gosh. Well, the fair is what makes it so great. It is it, because it's the only game like that. It's the only mm-hmm. game it's like the that. The sheer inconvenience is what makes it amazing. You're just riling not... up Bobby, and we're going to have an extremely passionate. No, I'm doing it on purpose. I, I think we all know that I'm 100%. It should never leave the fair atmosphere mm-hmm. uh, ever. It should never Wh- leave the, the Whitman fair. in the comments thinks it should leave, and that makes me mad. So uh, before, I, before I rage quit, we're just um, fueling you up. Yeah. Jameson, Ty, thanks for uh, popping on the pod as always. Uh, it's a great, great time. I, I love just deep diving into OU Texas, all of the um, experiences involved for sure. So, um, forward to having you all on the weekend, spreading a couple days, and uh, you know, 
if you're all listening, either if you're on your drive or uh, catching this on release, uh, make sure to uh, keep tuned for that. It's um, it's going to be good stuff. So, um, yeah. So thanks to our sponsor, DraftKings, as always. Thanks to uh, the Pigskin Podcast Network. And we will catch you soon. Have a good weekend. Beat Texas. And Boomer Sooner. <laughs>